Welcome to, welcome to, welcome one, welcome, no, welcome to Gabagool and Eight. Uh, I'm Wes Dawson, and if you haven't figured it out already, this is the Doobie Doobie Pothead Stoner episode. Now, I have had fans clamoring. No, actually, that's a bad, bad way to describe it. I've had fans patiently, quietly, and, and almost in a sedated state asking me to do an episode on this subject. So finally, here it is. Um, it's going to be a two-parter, or is it? One, two. Uh, well, I guess we'll find out. I don't know. As I mentioned earlier, this is Gabagool and Eight, and basically it's like an eight-minute block of listening to the first 15 seconds of Man in Motion by John Parr on a loop. You know the song from St. Elmo's Fire? Yeah, basically, it feels real good. I'm happy to welcome you with a full heart and a full set of lungs. So in this week's episode, we're going to discuss some of the the tropes, some of the stereotypes, some of the misconceptions about marijuana, the old clickety-clack knick-knack sticks, as some people like to call them. You know, I think one of the first experiences with marijuana people have is looking at their own hand. I, You know, personally, I've never done anything to taint this temple that is my chiseled figure in any way, shape, or form. But uh, I'm speaking purely on a hypothetical basis. You hear that, Mom? None of it's true. So let's say I were to smoke. Why am I so impressed by the function of my own hand? Something that you've been using for decades already, unless you started real young, and in that case, hell, you're a trooper. There's also people discussing the expanse of the universe, about how songs sound better and junk food tastes better. Well, obviously everything... Junk food tastes good regardless. But really, the main thing it made me think of when I broke it down and I thought about it and I, I really dove deep, um, I, what was it? It was, I thought, I'm pretty sure I wrote it down. I can't remember anymore. I, I, I don't know why. Often under the influence of the marijuana, people will have either creative ideas or new ideas or, or new patterns. They're, they're hitting up these new synapses in their brain or lack thereof that have them come up with newer ideas or different perspectives on things. One thought that popped into somebody's head at some point had to be the first guy who built a second story on their house. Like, I wonder how that came about. You know, everyone else is building their little single story shacks, their bungalows, if you will. And then friggin' oogug. Like, I, I don't know if this was back in caveman days or if it was more recent, but the first guy is like, you know what? I'm not going to build out. I'm going to build up. That had to have blown some minds, without a doubt. Another thing that popped in my head. Now, when dogs watch us urinate, to them, do they see this as a gross waste of quality marking fluid? Or do they understand why we're pissing into a porcelain bowl that we're flushing down on a regular basis? Or does that slowly kill them inside, having to witness that? I've also wondered about when we're nude. You know, I come out of the shower and I got King Kong swinging side to side, Okay, maybe it's more Diddy Kong. Either way, do they ever wonder why we're buck naked? Or why my junk's hairier than his? Like, I always, I question what pops up in these dogs' minds. Or if they feel maybe we've been standing around them naked for too long. And while we're on the subject of weird high thoughts and animals, could a man beat a dog in a fight? Now, I'm not talking like a pit bull or a rottweiler. I'm talking like a cute little Labrador retriever. Just, you know, it went crazy. Like, if somebody asked me, do you think you could beat a cat in a fight? And I said, without a doubt. Like, of course. Like, the only reason 
cats can hurt us is because we don't want to hurt them. But I mean, like, you could literally grab the thing and just break it. So I, I don't I don't see that being much of a fight. But lab, Labrador Retriever, that's... Mm. Like, if I was face-to-face with Air Bud, how, how would that go about? So this week on the uh, panel of uh, people that know a lot of stuff, the expert panel, uh, yeah, so here, I'm going to give a ring. Hey, this is Wes Dawson. Welcome to Gabagool and 8. Huh? It's, uh, it's, it's Wes from uh, Gabagool. The new album from Jewel? No, no. I said Gabagool. The, the, the hit new, seldomly listened to podcast, Gabagool and 8. No, I, I already ate earlier. Thank, thank you very much. Now, don't blame it on the chronic, but I, I do believe I may have just called myself. I'm not even really sure how that works. Honestly, I'm so confused right now. I don't really know what to say for the next segment. We're going to move right to the not bad stuff and bad. Or wait, good, bad. Now, a good is that weed can increase your creative output. It can also turn you into a lazy procrastinating blob on the couch that lives off Netflix and pornography. A good? It's finally legal in Canada. The bad, it's... Oddly, it makes it almost more awkward to smoke it in public than when it was illegal. A good? It can help mitigate pain and inflammation. The bad is that some sports organizations, including the UFC, have deemed it a PEDA, performance-enhancing drug. And obviously, whoever came up with that highly intelligent comment is probably smoking one of the strongest strains of marijuana to ever have been cultivated on this planet. Now, we had some other good bads, but honestly, like, I, I can't even remember why I'm recording this or where I am. So we're going to move right to Shooter Pistol Whip. So people who equate marijuana as a psychedelic or have described it as a gateway drug. This is an easy one because as they say, drugs kill. Shoot them dead because that is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yes, weed is a gateway drug. It's a gateway into diabetes and chronic masturbation. There is a stark contrast between someone physically dependent on an opioid or an amphetamine and someone wanting to get, you know, deep into Stranger Things or Black Mirror on Netflix. You know, these are two very different categories of drugs, drug users, and what they can lead to. Well, anyway, uh, I'm Wes Dawson. This is uh, me. So starting next week, I will record a podcast while ingesting slash injecting every known drug on the Schedule 1 narcotics list. So we're going to conclude this week's episode with an extremely loose quotation from none other than Michael Burkett, also known as Fat Mike, the lead singer and bassist of NoFX, basically saying that you're better to drink when you're young and do drugs when you're older. When you're young, your liver can repair itself and can replenish itself. The booze won't do that much harm to it. Whereas the drugs, they will permanently burn your brain out. Whereas when you're older, you've got your shit done, and you're kind of rolling in life, then you can experiment with some drugs and have a bit of fun. And I'll also add my own little disclaimer, just don't do drugs. I think that's probably a good message to put out, whether whether I fully support this idea or not, it doesn't really matter. My official stance is, don't do drugs. I'm Wes Dawson, thank you very much. This has been Gabagool and Ape. Listen, like, share, subscribe. And this is Wes Dawson, and this has been Gabagool in 8.